Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at The Times. Today's topic, Audio 101. These last few weeks, our producer has been Austin Fast, who was an intern this summer at The Times and is a graduate student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University. Go Sun Devils! Austin recently did some in-house training for us that we thought was fantastic and could be helpful to a lot of you out there trying to become more adept at capturing audio. He graciously agreed to let us share his talk with the world. We should note he adapted some of his suggestions from transom.org, a website for audio journalists. So here it is. Just a little introduction about me. I'm originally from Ohio, and my love for audio storytelling began when I was uh, an undergrad at Miami University, which some of you may know is not here in Florida. It's a little college town north of Cincinnati. And they're really fond of the saying that Miami University was a school before Florida was a state. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of a Napoleon complex there for constantly being called the University of Miami of Ohio or some other incorrect variant of the school name. But there's a cliche that radio is the most visual medium, which if you think about it, you know, it doesn't make sense at first. But think back to maybe when you're a kid and you're reading books and you used to imagine the characters and the scenes in your head that's basically what audio, narrative audio that, that Maria just mentioned, that's something that it can do. It allows people to you know, really experience a story and imagine it that same way that as we were reading stories in you know, chapter books or novels when we were a kid or even today, it kind of evokes that same feeling. As you see on the screen right now, you can hear the emotion in a source's voice, which doesn't come across in print. I mean, you, might, you can read it, but it doesn't quite have the same effect as hearing someone really emoting as they're saying something. And you can multitask. You can be commuting or in the gym or taking a walk or you know cooking in a world where everyone seems to be doing more and more things at once. This kind of brings the news to them in a way that they can fit it into their day. So that's another benefit of audio. Uh, there's a lot of well-known narrative podcasts like Serial and This American Life. They get a lot of attention. But that's not quite what we're going to talk about today because a lot of you are busy reporters on deadline. So today I want to talk about simple ways to augment the reporting that you're already doing with some audio elements. And that way you can take your reporting further and reach audiences in ways other than your, your print and digital articles that you're already doing. And so um, we'll cover three major topics. Please, like I said before, feel free to um, interrupt with your questions. So the first thing we'll cover is recording with your smartphone, um, or if you want, with fancier equipment. Uh, I know some of you have digital recorders that you use uh, when you're out there in the field. We'll talk about editing again on free. I'll show you some free software, but then I'll also talk a little bit about Adobe Audition, which is a paid subscription-based 
software now. And finally, at the end, we'll talk just a little bit about how you can share your audio on tampabay.com and on social media to drive more readers to actually, you know, to read and listen and enjoy the reporting that you're producing. So first topic, recording. This is my recorder. I wanted to show you this picture because this is the recorder and microphone that I use. If you use a separate digital recorder and an external microphone, it'll produce a higher quality recording. But, you know, I'd be happy to talk about your, your audio recorders and external microphones that you might want to use later if you have questions. But right now, I want to focus on some easy ways that you can get into audio storytelling right now without any special equipment. And so considering that smartphones are getting better and better every year, that's getting easier and easier. So, so iPhones all come with an app pre-installed called Voice Memos. The logo looks like, like this right here with the little red and, and white squiggles. It can produce a pretty decent, decent recording in M4A format. And then Android phones have an equivalent, which is called Voice Recorder. And so that should be popping up on your screen here. There it is. And so those both do a pretty good job. But I'm going to recommend that if you're going to be using your smartphone to record audio interviews that you want to use on tampabay.com, I'll recommend that you download an app called Voice Record Pro. Even though it has Pro in the title, it's actually a free app, and it gives you a lot more flexibility in recording options than those factory-installed apps. And so the number one benefit of Voice Record Pro is that you can change the format of the file you record to WAV, which is optimal when you're working with audio. So Voice Memos, like I said, records in M4A, which is an Apple format that's a little bit better than an MP3, but it's still not great. And I'm guessing that the Android options, it records in MP3, but I'm, I'm not sure since I, I have an iPhone, I've never used, never really worked with Android products that much. So now a warning, I'm going to get a little sciencey here for a minute just to explain, um, to give you some background. The benefit of an MP3 is that it's compressed into a smaller file size that's more easily sent over the internet but it's smaller because it's discarded a great deal of the original audio information that's present when you're recording a live person speaking. You can see in this picture on, on the right, there's a lot more nuance in the yellow wave file than on the left with the black MP3 file. Most times podcasts will export the finished product as an MP3 over the web, but you don't want to start with an MP3 and lose all that information up front before you even start editing. So. Voice Record Pro gives you the option to record an uncompressed high-quality WAV file. It also gives you the option to change the sample rate, the bit depth, and choose to record in mono or stereo, and you can't do any of that in Voice Memos or, um, I assume, Voice Recorder as well. And I'm not a scientist or a sound engineer, so if you have really tough science-y questions for me, I probably won't be able to answer them, but I just briefly want to explain um, what the sample rate and the bit depth are and why they matter in audio. So the sample rate is basically the number of audio samples recorded per second. How many actual recordings is it making in a second? And so CE quality is 44,100 um, little samples of sound that it takes per second. And so the higher the sample rate, it means the more closely it'll match what people are actually hearing, the real life audio. Bit depth is essentially how much sound information can be recorded in each one of these samples. So if you ever had a, a computer science class, you know a bit is simply a zero or a one. Two bits is any combination of that, so it can be zero, 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 one, one, zero, or one, one. And then each time you increase the number of bits, it doubles the number of states that can be represented. So it gives you more 
ability to accurately represent what's in real life. And a good comparison for this is if you think of Nintendo in the 90s, you may know that the original was 8 bits and everything looks super square and pixelated and then Super Nintendo came along and doubled that to 16 bits, which looked amazing. And then in 1996, you got Nintendo 64, which you may guess is 64 bits. And so as you kept progressing, you saw that things looked better and better and less pixelated. And the same thing is true for audio. So CD quality sound is 16-bit, DVD is 24-bit. Again, I'm sorry that was a lot of information uh, that you probably didn't need. Obviously, I get really excited and nerdy about audio stuff, so I just wanted to briefly mention it. So finally, radio journalists most often record their audio in mono rather than stereo. Um, you would think that stereo would be better, but that means the audio is coming from both the left and the right speakers, that there's separate audio tracks and it may have different sounds. And so in real life, we experience sound in stereo, but editing in stereo is a headache um, because there's directionality of the sound. So if you're doing an interview, let's say you're at the beach and you're walking with a source telling you something and you're walking along the ocean and the ocean is on your right hand side, and you're recording in stereo, it'll the sound of the ocean will be on the right. But then say you turn around and you are walking back the other direction, then think about it, you're, you're, the ocean is on your left. And in those recordings, the sound of the waves will be coming from the left-hand side, and then you've got a mess because you can hear it. What's nice about Voice Record Pro is you have a little bit more flexibility to uh, record in mono or stereo. And you can adjust all these settings. And as you can see, you have all these options to just very easily send the files to your Google Drive, to Dropbox. You can email them. It's super easy to use. And on this picture on the left-hand side, there's also a meter, which can show you how loudly your levels are recording, which is super important. And we're going to get to here in just a couple minutes. Um, so sorry to nerd out there for a while, but I just wanted to give you a general idea of what the definitions are. Austin, hey, it's Lane. Yes, Lane. Um, do we just get Voice Record Pro as an app? You just download it as an app? Yeah, okay. if you go to the App Store on, um, on an iPhone, or I, I don't even know what the Google or the Android version is, um, just search for Voice Record Pro, and you should, should be able to download that for free. All right, so let's talk a little bit about recording. First, I'm going to talk about in-person recording, which I know um, in the time of COVID, you may you probably be doing less of this. Um, but hopefully at some point, we're going to get back out there and things will be back to normal. And I've, for coronavirus in Florida, I've been going out in person and on a limited basis with masks. Um, I've been setting up a microphone stand and sitting about, you know, at least six feet away from the person when possible to do interviews. So it is still possible to do it in person. Obviously talk with your editor about how comfortable you are um, in doing that. And so just like when I was in Little League and my dad was teaching me how to hit a baseball, it's all about technique. You really want to get down this technique and follow it. And so the very first thing when you're making a recording is slate the tape which that means always begin every recording of yourself saying who you are, where you are, what time it is, who you're interviewing. It helps keep track of your audio. And then it's also something that you can use in an audio story. If you're kind of setting the scene, those narrative podcasts that, that Maria and Boisel brought up, a lot of them actually end up using these types of scene descriptors from reporters that typically we wouldn't use in, in, in other types of journalism. And so let me give you an example from Post Reports, which is a daily news podcast from the Washington Post. 
It is just about 9.30. We are standing outside the quieter side entrance to the Rayburn office building, which is one of the House office buildings, and it's where the House Oversight Committee has its suite, um, including the hearing room into which we are all going to smush ourselves because there are so many people here that want to see this happen. And probably, I mean, if yesterday's 10-hour closed-door affair at the Senate Intelligence Committee is any guide, we are probably going to be here all day and possibly into the night because um, it's a big committee. Each of the members get five minutes to ask questions and they are going to not give up a single second and probably push it and we're going to be here for a while. So the print story was for this uh, Michael Cohen hearing was just a typical inverted pyramid form, but that doesn't always work in audio. Podcast listeners don't necessarily want just the facts. Um, The strongest podcasts bring listeners along for the journey. If you ever watched All the President's Men, you might remember the scene where Woodward and Bernstein are kind of pouring through books at the Library of Congress, or Spotlight, the film from a few years back about the Boston Globe. They're in a basement digging through yearbooks to see which priests were on suspicious leave of absence. And a lot of times in a print story, you might not include that. It seems kind of boring, but it adds kind of an element that seems mundane to us, but it's become obvious in recent months and years that the general public has very little idea how journalists work and including these scene-setting elements can help peel back that layer of secrecy and show how we work. And and you see here in that example, they were just arriving uh, at the hearing and and talking about the scene. This is something when you go to do uh, an interview, just kind of take a few moments and describe in your phone, describe what it looks like, where you're at, set the scene for, for a listener, and you can add that very easily into your story. So the second thing is microphone placement. The closer you are, the better. That way you're not getting background noise uh, or any other distracting noises from the room. So a good rule of thumb is to keep the microphone about a fist distance from your subject's mouth just under the chin. Like if you have kids and you play peekaboo and it's like, oh, it's, they disappear. And so if they can't see it under the chin, it, it will hopefully help them forget a little bit that it's there. And it's important if you're recording with your smartphone Remember where the microphone is. Um, it may be second nature to hold the top of the phone toward their mouth. The microphone is actually um, on the bottom of the phone, typically. So make sure you're holding the bottom of the phone just on, under their chin. Never hand your microphone over. You're the reporter. It's your job to hold the mic and keep in control of how the audio sounds. So like I said, with COVID right now, I've been putting the microphone on a stand and sitting six feet away. But typically, I would look like this uh, the woman in the top where I'm holding the microphone and sitting very close, almost uncomfortably <laughs> close to the person so I can move the, move the microphone as because people move their head, they talk with their hands, and you need to be able to react um, so that the sound is not kind of going in and out. Third tip I would say is try to reduce background noise as much as possible. So if you're using a digital recorder, listen through your headphones for fans, humming noises, radios, any sorts of lawnmowers outside, jackhammers. Try to avoid these situations by you know, being in an internal room away from you know, whatever might cause noise. And listen for airplanes, helicopters, trains, school buses. They're going to show up on your tape and they're distracting and they make it difficult to edit your tape together. And so don't be afraid to interrupt your source to ask them to wait until the noise quiets down. And I know this may seem strange, but you might ask them to restate a sentence that they have just said. You can explain that you're trying to make them sound the best possible for the recording. So I found the best possible place to record is usually if I'm going to someone's home, their their living room that has carpet uh, on a comfy couch with curtains. You want to have a 
a space that has a lot of soft surfaces that can absorb the sound so that it doesn't echo. Um, hardwood floors and uh, hard office surfaces create a lot of echoes. If you're in an office setting, try to find a place where it has as much soft surfaces as possible to prevent that echo from, from happening. Just a quick question. Do you ask people to take off jewelry and that kind of thing? I do. Thank you for that reminder. Yes. If they're wearing bracelets or uh, necklaces or earring, you know, anything that, that jangles, don't be afraid to ask them to take it off because it will be distracting. Thank you, Maria, for that. My fourth point will be try to limit your own noise. Every time you move your hand on the phone, it can make um, some handling noise. So try not to adjust your hand, your, your holding of the microphone very often. Like try, I know it's, it takes some muscle development and it, you can get tired very quickly, but try to you know, minimize how often you're doing that. And it's totally human nature to give verbal affirmation, things like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, oh my gosh, all those things. And you really have to, as an audio journalist, train yourself to give the affirmation non-verbally. So when I'm doing an interview, I am nodding like a madman. I'm, you know, I'm widening my eyes. I'm doing all these things to show them that I'm listening and, and act, actively listening, but um, you know, trying to keep the recording clean. And, and sometimes I'll even tip off my, my source and say, I may be really quiet and I apologize if that's weird. I'm just trying to get the best possible audio. And they, they understand most times. As with anything, rules are meant to be broken. And sometimes that natural rapport works really well in audio journalism, um, particularly in podcasts. Listeners aren't expecting the reporter to be an omniscient narrator. And they like to see, as I said earlier, this process of discovery. And so sharing these authentic moments of discovery can bring the listeners along for the journey. And I have an example here. This is an example of a recent interview that Lane did that I thought demonstrated this pretty well. So depending on the timing when I do this collection, I may be able to collect virus or not. I may have a patient really who has disease, but I'm not capable of collecting virus from him anymore. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so in other words, if you're not having the respiratory symptoms, but then it gets into your lungs, you might not be detected that it's already gone too far? Correct. To Correct. Wow, Correct. That's so interesting. I've never heard that before. So that was something we included in coronavirus in Florida. I loved um, Lane's really authentic reaction. Oh, wow, I've never heard that before. If you're experiencing that, a listener probably will as well. And so sometimes it works. I'm glad you shared that because it's something that I wonder about too. Like I have gotten in the habit of especially science stories <laughs> that scare me, like of repeating back to that person what they said, almost like, you know, here's what I hear you saying. But does that help or does it hinder the audio? I think it helps actually because it can create these, a lot of times you can have that back and forth. And if you're, like I said, if you're wondering it, then a listener who is also not familiar is probably wondering it as well. And also it's a way to fact check. You know, you're echoing, reflecting back to the source what you understood the, them saying and they can say, yes, that's right. Or sort of, here's the actual, you know, the correct, what I was really trying to say. So. Obviously, you don't want to be doing it all the time. You have to kind of use your intuition. But I think in some cases, it works really well. And in that case, I, I really liked it. And you can always edit it out too, right? If it becomes too repetitive. Yes, absolutely. A good trick is to kind of leave a beat or two of silence, like once they've finished. That way, you can, you know, you have your reaction, but then you also have the option to cut it out if you end up not wanting it. And so I know it's it's kind of weird. You're kind of performing a little bit. but. I mean, to be honest, if you've ever watched 
local TV or podcasts, some of it is a little bit performative. You know, it's trying to make the news really interesting and, and make people able to relate to it. And so just to keep it moving along, since I see we're past 1.30, the last things, what I mentioned before, is that you really need to watch your levels, how loudly you're recording. So if you remember from that picture of Voice Record Pro, it had a little um, volume unit meter on there that you could see how loudly you're recording. So levels are different from volume. If you plug headphones in, what you're hearing is the volume. Um, levels are how loudly the audio is being recorded into the track. And so you want to make sure that it isn't too high or low. And recorders are all a little bit different, so you may have to do a little bit of experimenting to find the sweet spot. So on my digital recorder, I aim for negative 12 decibels. On the Voice Record Pro's levels, negative 6 seem to be the kind of sweet spot. And you never want to get up to zero. As soon as you get up to zero, even close to zero, it starts distorting and sounds buzzy and, and really bad. And it's like if you take a photo and it's way too bright. You just you lose the information in the audio and you can't recover it. So you always want to stay below zero when you're recording. Make sure your levels are below zero. Now let's talk a little bit about remote recording, which I'm sure in you know the time of COVID, this is going to be happening more and more, or has been happening a lot more. So this is a kind of tip sheet that you can send to a source to guide them through basically what's doing a tape sync. In, in audio, like for NPR, they're in, they're in Washington, D.C. Say they want to do a, an interview with someone in Tampa, but they don't want to you know, send someone from D.C. to Tampa. They'll bring a reporter from Tampa to go visit the, the source, record it on their end, and then send it to D.C. And so this is essentially a way to teach a source how to do it themselves by recording using the voice memos that I described earlier. And so I'll share this image with you after, the, after this session so that if you want to do uh, a remote recording and have your source record themselves and send it to you, this will kind of walk them through that process. Another tip is if the interview is very long, it's probably a good idea to stop the voice memo recording and start a new recording every 15 to 20 minutes. The recording can get too big and some phones may have trouble sending a large file. You may want to break it up, you know, find a good stopping point in, just to take a break in the interview and start a new file. If you do this, you'll also want to remind your source all those things that I just said before about finding a quiet space, taking off jewelry, turning off their air conditioner or fans or whatever might make noise. Um, dogs are a big offender. You know, we love them, but they bark and pant and make noise at the wrong time. So you'll want to ask them to take the dog to another room or uh, put it outside for a little bit. This is a, a good picture of what your source should look like. This is actually from a, an instructional video that Aspen Public Radio in Colorado put together showing this kind of remote tape sync technique. And there's a link to this video at the end of the presentation, which I'll share with everyone, that you can also send this video to sources. And so if you can see with the pointer I'm circling, you see there's this person's um, cell phone is piled up on a stack of books. This is my favorite technique. So they are talking to the reporter on the landline phone. So they're actually conducting the interview that way. But the cell phone is recording in the same room. It's going to be able to record a much higher quality of recording right there that they'll then send to the reporter later on. All right, so there's some other options for remote recording. Some of them are free, some are not. These apps all work by creating a three-way call between you, your source, and then the app is recording it from its end of the three-way call. And then you're able to access an MP3 file of the call after you hang up. So 
I use Rev Call Recorder. It was free when I downloaded it. I know Lane tried to download it a couple weeks ago and, and had some difficulty. I think they were trying to charge, so it may be for a small fee now. Another one is Tape-A-Call, which I think is about $20 a year, but I couldn't find definitive pricing information on their website. I think you have to download it and sign up to find out how much it costs, but I, I believe it's about $10 to $20. And so just to give you an example of what Tape-A-Call sounds like, I have two examples. One is a recording a call to a cell phone, and one is recording a call to a landline. Landlines will usually have slightly better quality just because it's not getting passed through the air. It's going straight over the wires. So if your source is able, if they have access to a landline, that would be preferable, but I understand landlines are disappearing today, so it might not be available. So I'll just give you a little snippet so you can hear what tape a call sounds like. We were having so much trouble connecting over various video-assisted IP kind of things, but a regular phone call sounds fine. So I'm keeping this short just so we can keep moving along because um, I want to show you some editing stuff. I'll send this link to you so you can hear what a landline sounds like later. Once you have that, you can, I know Tape-A-Call and Rev Call Recorder, they also offer transcription for an additional cost, but I actually prefer, there's a website called Otter, like, like the river animal, otter.ai. And it costs $10 a month, and I think it does a really good job. Uh, there's also some other options called Trent and Descript. I've had a horrible experience with Descript and would not recommend it. And I, Trent is fine. I think Otter actually does a better job, in my experience, at correctly transcribing it the first time through so that you don't have to go through and fix as many things. And that makes it, if you have an hour-long interview, having that transcript done um, is going to save you so much time to go back and find the, the parts that you want to use. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just real quickly, there's a couple other apps. If you're doing, uh, rather than that tape sync method where you're having someone record with their phone call, there's some apps called... Audio Hijack, which is Mac only, and Total Record Recorder Pro, and they pull the sound from a Zoom meeting, a Skype meeting, anything on your computer, and will record it for you. Ringer and Zoomcaster are some internet-based options. They establish an internet call between you and your interviewee and record both ends of the conversation on the computer and then send you the audio that was recorded. So it's a little bit better quality than if you're doing it through Zoom or Skype because it's recording it separately on their computer and then sending it to you automatically. And so with Ringer, it, it's a little bit more limited because it requires that the source has to stay on the computer long enough that the recording is sent to you. Zencaster doesn't require the source to download an app. It opens in a browser. And right now, because of COVID-19, they're actually offering it free. Normally, you can only do eight hours a month and two guests, but it's unlimited now during COVID. So this might be a good time to experiment with that. Another thing that you'll want to do with audio if you're, doing, if you're reporting remotely is getting scene sound. You know, if you're going out to a place, you want to get the color and kind of the, the details of a scene to add into your, your print story. And so Lane and Maria actually had an episode of, of Right Lane a couple weeks ago where they discussed this, but... 
one way would be to ask your source to FaceTime with you or record a video or a voice memo of them giving a tour of their home or their office so you can get those rich details that you typically get by going in person. And here I have an example. This is from, from NPR, Sasha Pfeiffer, who used to work for the Boston Globe. She was you know, in that spotlight coverage of the, the, that I just mentioned a little bit ago, the Catholic priest from 2002. She now works for NPR, and let me just play a little clip where she really sets the scene for a story here in Florida that she reported from Boston. At Lauren and Daniel Harrigus's house in Sarasota, Florida, they've been doing some redecorating. This was our old office, and now it's our nursery. So we have our changing table and our crib, a little dresser, and all the cute art we could find laying around. <laughs> They're getting ready for their first child, a daughter, due April 3rd. So that one was an example where they asked, they did a FaceTime and um, recorded, it may have been a video, um, but either way, you can ask someone to do, you know, rec- just record a video of a tour, and that gives you that, that sets that scene. Yeah, Austin, I'm going to interrupt, but you're saying in that particular case, you're recording video, but the, but... The thing is, is to collect the audio. You're not really, you don't really want the video. You want that audio that you can strip from that video. Exactly. You can strip the audio out of the video. And, and a lot of people are a lot more familiar with recording a video on their phone than using voice yeah. memos. And so, you know, that works as well um, if they're more familiar with that. Because you kind of have to meet the source where they are. Also, voice memos is not super scary. If you're technophobic, um, it's relatively simple. And if your, your source is willing to experiment and try it, then and let, let them do that. The last thing I want to show you is just some free, uh, easy ways to share your audio products on our website. And so there's some apps that the engagement team is probably familiar with these, but they're very easy to use. So headliner.app is one. You can add a video or, or still photo background and then your audio clip. Another option is anchor.fm. You don't necessarily need a video or a photo on the background. It can ha- it has these animated waves. So as people are scrolling through social media, they see, you know, video attracts people. Video and photos attract people who are scrolling through social media. And so these are two ways that you can try to get more eyes and ears onto your work. Um, another example is SoundSite. So SoundSite, if you're familiar with it, you can basically, within the text of your article, it's a free program from the Night Lab, and so it goes right into your story, and you can embed a little audio clip, and it's, it's right in line with the rest of your story. I want to encourage you to look for ways to use the multimedia elements that Times videographers and, and other people here at, in the newsroom are already producing and embed them in your stories. So for example, this story that Caitlin Johnston wrote about testing, we embedded a podcast episode about testing into that. So look for examples to create synergy and perhaps there's something that someone else is creating on the video team that could very, you know, just kind of enhance the work that you're doing. Look for those opportunities for synergy. All right, so I just have a few minutes left. Uh, that went a little bit longer than I was intending, so I apologize for that. But here's some additional resources. I mentioned Transom is a great resource for um, for audio. They have all sort. They have a, a podcast where they talk about audio recording or audio journalism and tips and techniques. And so here are some specific links for. Um, I want to give credit to them because some of the examples that I used in this presentation came straight from from them. And so I obviously need to attribute that. 
So with that, what questions do you have for me? When you're recording someone's conversation, you're not doing a whole interview, right? But you want to drop in a quote or something. Is there an uh, optimal audio length time for something like that? Typically, I mean, what, what I've always learned in my broadcast classes and my experience is, you know, shorter is better. Unfortunately, though, with that, you lose nuance and subtlety. And so a lot of times in a podcast, I'm looking for kind of pithy, short quotes that keep it snappy. So maybe 15 to 20 seconds. But... Like I said earlier, all rules are meant to be broken, and some things, you know, that sometimes sometimes you can go a little bit longer than that. It, it really just depends on the situation, and so <laughs> that's not a great answer, Lane. I apologize, but kind of the guideline would be fifteen to twenty max. What other questions do you have? I know we're we're past two o'clock, so I've I've run out my time, but I'm happy to answer any other questions that the rest of you on here might have. I have something that's not a question, but just uh, wanted to note that like the screen recording FaceTime calls or Zoom meetings are, can also be really useful for video. So um, just throwing that out there for audio and video is very useful. Right. And Zoom, what's great about it, so I'm recording it right now, and if you record to your computer, so you have the option to record to the cloud or record to the computer, and when you record on your computer, it separates out all the audio tracks. So every one of you who's spoken, I have a separate audio track of your voice and, and what you've said. And that makes it so much easier when you're editing. If you've ever worked with video or audio, you know that makes it so much easier to have it separated out on individual tracks. And you have the video, as Jennifer just said. Okay, well, if there's no other questions, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your time. Okay, if you have a question for Lane or would like to suggest a podcast topic, find us on our Facebook group or email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Austin Fast. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.